Thank you for tuning in to our podcast recorded live each week. Now sit back and enjoy the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Tighten your life vest, strap into your tree stand, and get ready for the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoors. Your source for outdoor information, education, and entertainment. Now here are your hosts, Tony Sanders and Rob Pratula. Good morning and welcome to Tony Sanders Outdoors, your source for information, education, and entertainment, and all things outdoors. Appreciate you listening in this morning. You may notice a certain lack of someone. Well, Tony has taken a well-deserved vacation down in Florida, and he has left me the keys to the radio station, which was a (laughs) spectacular mistake on his part. So I am large, and I am in charge. I am Rob Pritula, your host for the next eight hours, and I will be talking about hunting, fishing, and whatever you want to talk about. So give us a call, 267-1023, 267-1023. We'll talk anything that you want to talk about regarding the outdoors. Uh, Tony will be back next week, but in the meantime, I had to bring in not one, but two people. To fill in for Tony Sanders. I brought in Jared DeWright and Jesse McNeil of Southern Pines Guide Service. Good morning, y'all. How are y'all? Good morning. How are you doing? Doing well. Doing well. Hope y'all are doing well as well. I know you've, uh, you're have you recovering from uh, kidney stones, and I do appreciate I, I saw that on Facebook, and I thought, oh, God, I've lost my <laughs> guest. There, you, Oh, show prep just went out the window. We, we, we couldn't miss it. Uh, well, I, I appreciate it. We were not missing it. Nothing deters Jared. <laughs> Nothing deters Jared. Nothing well, deters I appreciate that. Neither what is it? Neither rain nor hail nor dark of night shall keep you from coming on the radio and talking about your guide service. Exactly. Okay, or fishing. Exactly. All right. Oh, and by the way, there will be quizzes today. Being a professor, uh, I am the trout professor, or the brim bum, or the you know guy who has a fly rod will travel. Whatever you want to call me. <laughs> Uh, there will be quizzes during the day, so be prepared. Okay, so wake up. Yes, wake up, please. Wake up. Wake up. You and our audience, please wake up. So there will be, uh, qu- there will be, uh, what, like, what do we call them? Pop quizzes throughout the morning. So. Well, if you tell us about them, then they're not a pop quiz. You should know. Well, that no, I'm informing hour. you there will be pop quizzes. You should have been prepared. But, but you're giving us time to prepare for the pop quiz. Therefore, it's not a pop quiz. I used to argue with my high school teachers back in the day. If you're telling us there's a pop quiz in the future, it's not really a pop quiz. It's not very spontaneous anymore. No, I'm telling you there's a pop quiz today, <laughs> but I have not told you the topic, Taylor. Uh, I, I bet I'll Do, pass. And if you want to participate... I'll, I'll pass. Okay, I'm ready. I'm just asking. If you want to participate, you're more than welcome to. And if you know the answer, please raise your hand. <laughs> I do have Google here. Okay. We'll All tag right. him in. All right. So, you, so you've got to phone a friend out there. Uh... Jared got through with some uh, terrible kidney stones. I hope you don't mind me bre- oh, no, it's, breaking it's totally HIPAA fun. and telling everybody <laughs> about your uh, your your medical condition here. But I do appreciate you coming in, even though you're uh, uh, recovering, shall we say? Yeah, it's it was it was rough. I can understand that. I've never had them, but th- well, I, I don't wish it on anyone. Okay, <laughs> never had them yet. Hope I never get them. So. Um, Anyway, but I'm really glad y'all came in. We're gonna we've got a lot of great things lined up for today. 
Uh, we're going to be talking to uh, Jared and Jesse and finding out more about their uh, guide service and talking fishing mainly today. But we've also got uh, two uh, press releases from the TWRA and about the 620 hour, uh, Matt Major should be calling in to talk to us. Uh, he's the boating director of the Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency. So we're looking forward to Matt calling in as well. And we've got uh, some fishing news, and we got other all kinds of great stuff today. So, how are y'all? Good. How are you doing? We're good. I'm fine. Why? What have you heard? Yeah, we're all just recovering. So okay. <laughs> yeah. Long, long weekend. We're, now, did you, now, Jared, I'm going to speak to your lovely, you're, you're, you're totally your fine. fiance, and and that's how recent. The kidney stones. No, the fiance. <laughs> oh, uh, wake up! Uh, la- last wake November. Up, Jared. Wake last up. November. Last November. Congratulations! Congratulations! And when is the date? November second, of this year. Okay. So just under four months. No- why November? Was it a Saturday or something? Or well, yeah, it's a Saturday. But also, uh, I already had the venue in the venue that I wanted, like in mind, because. Uh, it's the the farm at Fiery Gizzard, and it borders my park um, on the Fiery Gizzard Trail, but we don't allow weddings on the park. So that's kind of the closest I could get to being married on my park. And uh, they allow us to go through their property to access our trail for rescues. So I'd seen it several times, like a couple dozen times before actually getting engaged. So whenever we did get engaged, I'm like, I already know where I want. And it was either August or November 2nd, and I'm like, August is a hot month, so uh, November 2nd it is. All right. Yeah, last year fall foliage was perfect that first weekend of November, so I'm hoping it, I'm hoping it uh, does the same this year. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. You should have had it on the 5th, though. The 5th of November? Right. The gunpowder treason and plots? Yes. (laughs) Because mm-hmm. you can remember, remember the fifth of November. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, his his parents aren't going to let us uh, forget um, our anniversary either, because their anniversary is November first. <laughs> so ours follows right after theirs. Oh, and then and then her parents is right after. Or right that before, as well. Right before theirs is October 29th. Oh. Yeah. So. I think I see a pattern. That was all unintentional, <laughs> but. So you didn't want to get married in the heat of summer. N- not in time, you know, not really. Um, you know, even though I'm from Texas, like, uh, I still have family members from Texas who are just like, it is too hot. So, like, my grandmother in particular, she's uh, she's born and raised in Texas, but when she came and visited uh, a couple months ago, she was like, it's hot here. I'm like, Mimi, you're, you're from where it's like 100 degrees year-round, and you think this is hot right now. Yeah, but they, well, being, I'm a native Texan as well, so. Mm, yeah. Depending on where you are, it's yeah. it's all based on the humidity. I mean, you go to Houston, oh, all bets are off. You're drowning in humidity. In Houston. Yeah, you go out to you know Uvalde or Eagle mm-hmm. Pass, and you know you can have 103 degree temperatures, and it'll yeah. be you know 10, 15 yeah. percent humidity. That's so. exactly what I was about to say. Mm-hmm. Amarillo, yeah. you can be sitting 110 degrees outside, and you feel just fine. Yeah, and then you, like you mm-hmm. said, go down to Houston or sometimes in Austin or anything like that, and the humidity is yeah. 99%. Oh, yeah, they're sitting at 70 oh, yeah. degrees, and you're yeah. burning up. So, you know, it all depends on where you're at. It really does. Yeah, she's from Mejia, which is yeah, 
not too far, not too terribly yeah. far from Houston. Yeah, I know where so, Mahe is. Yeah, you know where it's a tiny town. Yeah, I've I've been through Mahe. I've been <laughs> been to Mahe. I've been yes, I have been Got to the l- best barbecue there. Uh <laughs> we'll get into that a little bit later. Uh-huh. I cared to debate you on that one, but uh, and when you mean barbecue, what do you mean? I'm from Texas. What do, what do you think I mean? Brisket. Brisket. <laughs> All right, and we're on to food at uh, <laughs> six or up. Sorry, five fifteen. That's 4.15 our 4.15, 4.15 your time. We're on to food. For some reason, this show always goes around to food. All right. I'll get get back to you. Oh, you're you're totally fine. I'll get back to you. Did you ever have pork barbecue out of Texas? No. Okay. I mean, it exists there, but when you (laughs) I don't know where, but okay, fine. I mean, I've seen it on a menu. Not at the small, like, you know, barbecue shacks, which have, like, the best Texas, you know, best barbecue. But yeah. Like at the big like Texas chains and whatnot, you can get pork barbecue, but you have to specify at that point. Okay, because the first time pork, I ever had barbecue, barbecue here in the South, uh, I ordered a barbecue sandwich, thinking to be you know mm-hmm. two pieces of white bread, some brisket, and some oh, know, some what, sauce, right? Yeah, you know, barbecue sandwich. Mm-hmm. Well, they brought me a pulled pork sandwich, and the first thing I thought was, I looked at this and I was like, that is some stringy cow. What the <laughs> heck did this die from? And Oh my God, that's just not right! What the heck? And they said it's pork, and I was like, "You can do that." I I had no idea mm-hmm. you could do pork barbecue because I grew up with brisket as well. Yes. Mm-hmm. And fi- and I will. And let me ask you now: mm-hmm. Can you find good brisket around here? And if you have found a place, please let me know because well, I have not. I did have a place at one point, but I'm pretty sure it closed. It was this barbecue place right outside Hiawassee Okoe State Park. Like, you know where you turn in to go to the park off that main highway? I'm not sure what the actual highway is. Yeah. But there there, there was a big restaurant right there, and I think it closed like a year or so ago because when, when we went uh, to the ranger rafting trip last summer, it was closed, and I was pretty broken hearted. She, she was pretty had, bummed. They had really good briskets. Okay. Well, and again, we're on to food yeah. this <laughs> early in the morning. I'm, I'm still searching, though. It's food. It's food. You can't go wrong with food. Yeah. And. And, okay, originally, where are you from, sir? Central Illinois. All right. <laughs> yeah. Like Springfield or? Uh, about 45 minutes from Springfield. Okay. From a small farm town. Well, it was then uh, Forsyth, Illinois. Okay. I have been to Springfield, and I fished the Kankakee River. Okay. Okay, so you, you actually uh, yeah. know where that is? Yes, okay. yes. I caught the heck out of smallmouth up there. See, I, I never caught a smallmouth when I lived up there. But we always fished lakes. Um Bass, hybrid striper, not even real striper. Oh, okay, I'm so, with you. All right, ma- mainly bass fishing when I lived up there, which I've I've lived down here since 2000. Okay, well, so. uh, well, well, for uh, okay, you're you're a native. Okay, well, well, I'll, I'll give you native that. status. I'll give <laughs> you native status. I mean, you've been here what since 2000? You've been yes. here 19 years. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll make you a local. That's fine. Uh, over half my life. By now. the power vested in me by the state of Tennessee, I hereby pronounce you a local. So I, I appreciate it. It has awesome. been said on the radio airwaves, and thus it is so. So anyway, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit of fishing, and if you got any questions, again, give us a call two six seven one zero two three two six seven one zero two three. Um, you recently picked up. I know, I know, y'all are fixing to get married, but you have a new arrival in your family. We we did a couple weeks ago. Congratulations! Let Thank me you. be the first to say congratulations to you. Thank you. Can you can you tell us about it? We got a new uh, stealth craft, Hooligan XL raft. Um, we have yet to put it in the water yet. The plan was to do it uh, 
actually July 4th, and um, somebody got kidney stones, so that didn't happen. <laughs> I we also missed the fireworks. Yeah, we did. Notice how she throws that in there. <laughs> we missed the fireworks. Oh, I've, I've, I've heard about it okay. a couple times. I could have dealt with missing the fireworks last night because uh, I guess my whole little neighborhood started to have a fireworks show together, and it didn't end until 3 in the morning. And, uh, well, someone had to wake up at 4 in the morning to get ready for work at uh, 5 in the morning, and that somebody's me. So this somebody is very tired. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, tell you what, I will try and make it an easy show on you, Taylor. And, There's uh, no way you can do that. Well, I'll, I'll, try. I'll try. I'll try. I'll try and make it fairly easy for you. I've, I haven't asked for a lot yet, so we'll go from there. Yet. Yet. <laughs> and the key word is yet. Yet. So, uh, so you got a new, a new boat in the arsenal. Yes. And you're, and you hadn't had it in the water yet, but you're looking forward to it. We, we are. Um, and then too, later today, we, we had planned on putting it on the Collins and looking for some smallmouth and musky, but, just having a kidney stone, I decided that probably wasn't the best idea. I'm not a doctor. I did not stay <laughs> in a holiday in the last night, but I'm going to say good call. Yeah. I'm going to say good call on that. You know, maybe rest a few days before, you know, before you really start doing uh, physical activity and rowing at the, you know, yeah. pulling at the oars and rowing downstream. So, yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna put that in the good call column. It, it'll be out next Saturday, though. And the maiden launch, do you have a spot that you've got in mind? I'm not sure yet. Um, we may put it on the elk, or it'll be the Collins. So I haven't, I haven't decided. All right. Originally, it's going to be the Collins, but but we might change it up a little bit. <laughs> okay. We don't want to be too predictable. No. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. The now I've I've always thought, and we'll we'll get into this a little bit later. We've got a break coming up, but uh, we'll get into this a little bit later. I always thought that musky were you know like cold weather, winter, January, February, March. November, December fish. I, I mean, I've seen people catch them in the summer. Don't get me wrong. It's, it's possible. But we'll, we'll chit-chat about that. And the Collins yeah. is full of really big muskie. I've seen – I was on a boat where a guy boated a huge one. And I had one that was, you know, bigger than the boat follow my fly. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll talk a little muskie fishing when we get back. So I think we're up to our first break, are we not? So we will go ahead and take it. You're listening to Tony Sanders Outdoors. If you want to be a part of the show, give us a call, 267-1023. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Attention landscapers and lawn care specialists. Your customers want a green, healthy lawn, right? Are the products you're using getting the job done? Beatty Fertilizer in Cleveland specializes in customized fertilizer blends that will have your customers' lawns looking like a golf course fairway. The pros at Beatty Fertilizer in Cleveland are the experts in lawn care. So when you choose Beatty Fertilizer products, your customers and your competition will take notice. Guaranteed. Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491. 472-5491 or online at BeattyFertilizer.com. America will never be a socialist country. 
The president's right, but a proposal from the Department of Health and Human Services would adopt socialist price controls from foreign countries. This international drug pricing index would cripple American medical innovation, delay access to life-saving therapies, and mean fewer cures. Reject socialist price controls at protectmypartb.org. Paid for by Americans for Tax Reform. Attention landscapers and lawn care specialists. Your customers want a green, healthy lawn, right? Are the products you're using getting the job done? Beatty Fertilizer in Cleveland specializes in customized fertilizer blends that will have your customers' lawns looking like a golf course fairway. The pros at Beatty Fertilizer in Cleveland are the experts in lawn care. So when you choose Beatty Fertilizer products, your customers and your competition will take notice. Guaranteed. Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491. 472-5491 or online at BeattyFertilizer.com. There you go, sir. That one's for you. I like it. You like it. I I do like that. (laughs) Why do you like that one? Because you are a former Marine, sir. Yes, yes. Six years. Well, let me say, first of all, I really appreciate your service to our country. Thank you for uh, defending our freedoms, especially on our Independence Day, which was just a few days ago. So um, had a few things programmed that I thought you might like. So thank you for your service. I definitely service. appreciate that. It was, it was my honor to serve. I had a really good time, really good experience. Good deal. Wouldn't, wouldn't trade it for anything. All right, awesome. What is it, once a Marine? Always a Marine. There you go. There you go. Uh, I want to say hello to Andy Eddings. Uh, he said uh, good morning to us on Facebook. Uh, I'm trying to run five things at once, so, Andy, I will reply to your comment on Facebook as soon as I can. But good morning. Good morning, Andy Eddings. Appreciate you uh checking us out on facebook live if you want to do so go to tony sanders outdoors dash tso and you can check us out live on facebook so we've got some wonderful things to talk about um we were gonna uh i prep i well was it i i didn't prep it i uh teased it musky fishing i always thought it was a winter type of fishery and they can be caught in the summer but the best time is to catch them in the winter you're definitely right on that. Um, part of the reason we're, we just want to see what's there, you know, see if we can get some follows. And basically, we want to develop a program for there. Um, the Collins is 30 minutes from our house. Um, it's a really special river. Um, it's, it's basically a freestone river. It actually starts in Jesse's Park and flows down the mountain. Um, so we just want to spend some more time with it and get really intimate with it, kind of break it down and see what we can do as far as guiding on it. So, do you know what you're going to toss for muskies? Half a chicken or a whole chicken? Just just depends. Well, that's basically <laughs> what I tossed. Um, when I was out there, I was tossing about 14-inch articulated exactly. flies on a sink tip with an 8-weight. And about, I'd say, seven hours into the trip, uh, my casting arm was like, nope, we're done, done. And my cast just went a heck in a handbag oh, it, it does it's, i mean it just it I, I started you know just getting these terrible and i was like okay i'm done i've been casting this rig all day long i mean when, when you're casting out well you know stuff that big um eight nine ten weight you, you know when we do start trips for it and stuff it'll probably be sometime next year but i mean we'll probably have like a six hour maximum um it, it's it's a workout oh no, most definitely it is definitely a workout because casting that big a rod that long for you know and then with you know full sinking line right right big big flies now there are smallies in there too there are there are and that's that's kind of what we want to focus on first i mean but 
we, we can't go put a boat on the Collins and, and not, you know, try in some deeper holes and around some structure just for the muskie. But our, our first first thing we'll be going after there is smallmouth. Um, All right, so what's your go-to for smallmouth? A lot of clousers. <laughs> okay. No. <laughs> just kind of no, search no. them out. Yeah, you know? no, that's what I would start with. So it's going to be newer water for us. Um, we'll, we'll start off with, you know, just the typical patterns, just some clousers, stuff like that, maybe some gurglers on top. Just kind of start, you know, searching them out, and then as we find them, we'll start fine-tuning everything and developing our program. Um, and when I say that, we want to get to where, you know, Jesse and I know it really well, and then we'll, you know, invite some friends or some people that are really interested in fly fishing, but maybe they're not, you know, experts yet, mm-hmm. and we'll put rods and gear with them and, and kind of see what they do, and we'll kind of test our program with them because we want anybody that comes out with us to be successful. So we try to break everything down and, you know, it's fly fishing, so it's it's not easy if you're brand new, but make it to where, you know, just about anybody can hop on our boat and be successful catching some stuff. Well, that sounds like a great idea. That really does. Um, I'm trying to, let's see here. Uh, let me stop that. I'm trying to do five things at once. All right. Uh, if they want to get a hold of you, uh, how can they get a hold of you? They can call us at uh, 931-841-5877. They okay. can find us on the Internet at southernpinesguideservice.com. We're also on Facebook at Southern Pines Guide Service and Instagram as well. Oh, Instagram. Okay, that's the so picture we're, one. Yeah, Shit. yeah. We're, I'm I'm new with it. I'm trying. Okay. Um, you know, I'm in my mid 30s, so I guess maybe social media should be a bigger thing for me, but it's not. So I'm really pushing myself, and I've got Jesse helping me as well. Okay. We're trying to post a lot of pictures and and updates through that as well. Well, that's really great. That's really great, and I think I think the social media aspect is a a big part of the uh, the guide service i mean it, because it if people could see you know what's out there and what they potentially could catch you know but uh i know the collins i will tell you this the collins has a very healthy population of brim i'm just it's letting you know. know that no I'm that that's just good letting know. you know uh being a brim bum you know when i go someplace you know if there's musky oh, okay i'll fish for them if there's bass yeah maybe but um if there's brim oh count me in We'll, we'll have to get out there sometime soon. Oh, I you know I will. <laughs> I'll bring a three weight, and we'll have a we'll have a heck of a lot of fun on that one. Uh, speaking of brim, get y'all's opinion on this. Uh, there was a new record sunfish caught out of the state of North Carolina. It was a red breast record. Alfonso Jackson broke a thirty-six-year-old freshwater record. On June 10th, after landing, now get this, a two-pound, one-ounce red breast from the Lumber River in Wargham. Uh, Jackson, who is from Maxson, uh, North Carolina, caught the fish using a cricket as bait, and he breaks the record by over five ounces. Uh, so this was a huge, a huge redfish. Uh, he attributes his success to being taught by his father, how to fish when he was a small boy, and he has passed this on to his children, who are ages 23, 18, and 17, and they were there with him the day of the massive catch. Uh, so that's a really, really great story that this uh, gentleman has. His children were with him when he caught a huge red breast. Now that's awesome. Two pounds, one ounce. That's a hoss. That, that is a big brand. That is a that's a big brim. And then for, you know, to give credit and then for his kids to be there, that's just awesome. Yeah, that's a great memory. Oh, yeah, no doubt. So. That, 
and that's how memories are made. And I'll tell you what, if you've ever seen a really big red breast, those fish, I'm sorry, I, I have a theory. And if you want to contradict my theory, call in. Give us a call, 267-1023, 267-1023. I have a theory, and my theory is that if brim got big enough, if brim got to be five pounds or better, they would be the number one sport fish in America. Oh, I agree with you. Because they are so aggressive, they pull like they're five or six times their weight. I mean, I've seen bass guys say, oh, this is a good one, and it comes up and it's yeah. a brim. Um, they turn sideways in the water. You can't turn them. No. You cannot turn them. And I'm a, I'm a brim guy, love fishing brim, and when I see a new uh, brim record, I love to see that. Uh, in fact, I just did a presentation a month ago down at the Trout Unlimited here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, on uh, the sunfish as a species, and uh, I documented the 35 of the 40 species of brim that occur in the world. So, um, again, I'm a brim fisher, but I can tell you the Collins, it's got some we'll, good We'll brim. have to go check it out. It's got some good brim. You put on a brim killer and a little popper, you can have fun. It's going to happen. You're going to have a lot of fun. You're going to have a lot of fun. So, um, do you brim fish much? I do. Uh, I haven't probably in the last year and a half because I've just been really focused on the trout and developing the elk and looking at that. Um, but actually, the very first time I ever took Jesse fly fishing was at a spillway on a lake in Georgia, and um, she slayed brim on a little three-weight. Nice. And that, that was it for her. After that, she said, I don't want to fish any other way but with a fly rod. And I haven't. <laughs> I haven't since. She really has not. No. Well, good for you. Now, you and I would call them perch, mm-hmm. being from Texas, so right. it depends on mm-hmm. who you are and where you are. When, so, and, and to chime in on that, if, the, if, if you, you know, are from the Midwest, they would be bluegill. All of them would yeah, be bluegill. Yeah, all of them are bluegill. Right, but where we're from, all of them are perch. Perch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sun perch. See, yep, my family exactly. grew up grew up in Oklahoma, so I was raised on perch, and everyone started saying brim when I first moved. Well, when I right moved out to West Tennessee, and I was like, "What are they talking about?" I, I was dad, the same way. My dad was like, "Apparently, that's what they call perch here." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and 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 you'll Jesse, you'll pick up on this one. They're not ponds; they're tanks. Here. No, Texas. Oh, Texas, yeah. Yeah, you're not fishing a pond, you're fishing a tank. Mm-hmm. So it depends on, and, and again, it depends on where you are. You call them bluegill up in Illinois, being the Yankee that you are. It's but, okay. um Is that kind of like the way we generalize Coke? Like they're all Cokes, like everything's a bluegill up there? Yeah, oh, yeah, okay, pretty much. Gotcha. What do you want to drink? Coke, what kind? <laughs> to be more specific, Dr. Pepper. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just give me a Coke. Uh, in, in the Midwest, yeah. it's it's pop. Hey, do you, do you want a pop? Oh, what kind of? Well, that's the way it was when I went to college. Somebody said, "Do you want a pop?" And I'm like, "No." Are you going <laughs> to? That sounds violent. And then when I was uh, uh my first, my very first night at college, I was up north, and they said, "Hey, you want to split a pie?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." What you know? I'm thinking I like pie. Yeah. You're expecting not dessert. what you had in mind. <laughs> yeah. What do you want on yours? I, you know, <laughs> whipped cream. Whipped cream, peaches. You know, <laughs> coconut. Huh? They were talking pizza. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, again, it's 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 local dependent on where you are. So, um, it all depends on that. Hey, if you want to be a part of the show, give us a call two six seven one zero two three two six seven one zero two three. We're going to take a break right now, 
And when we come back, we'll be talking a little bit more fishing. We've got some other information. We've got some TWRA press releases that we will be discussing. So stay tuned. You're listening to Tony Sanders Outdoors. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a 1,000 guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Like a good neighbor is not just a saying. It exactly describes my friend Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent. He's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. Good morning, and welcome back to Tony Sanders Outdoors. Glad you're joining us this morning. In the house, Jared DeWright and the employee of the month, Jesse McNeil of Southern Pines Guide Service. So. I like that. When do I get, like, my little plaque? Jared, I'll, I'll, I'll print one off when we get home. on the wall. Because <laughs> isn't she, like, employee of the month every month? Yeah. Okay, yeah. just check. Yeah, right now she I is. I don't know. Spartan might beat me some months. Our dog, you know, he, he keeps the boat safe when we're not there. Never, oh, okay, never he keeps that. it safe from all the evil, you know, wookalars and bad things out yeah, there. Yeah, all, all Sasquatch the, and yeah, exactly. The runs Sasquatch off all, lives in the woods. Okay, yeah. runs Rob, off all the bad things. All right, cool. Rob, you literally threw him under the bus there for a second. And then oh, yeah. Just pulled him right back out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that's my job. That's why I get paid the big radio dollars to throw people under the bus. So, uh, Jesse, now you are a park ranger, correct? Yes, I am. And what is your district and or location? I'm at South Cumberland State Park, which is uh, Tennessee's largest state park. It spans about 31,000 acres, and it uh, covers about four different counties, Grundy, Sequatchie, Marion, and Franklin counties. That is quite a large area. It's a pretty big park. Um, It's not like a whole lot of other parks. A lot of parks are kind of all contained in one spot um, where you can, you know, have roads to drive through the park and whatnot, but we're mostly trails. Um, and we're all kind of separated out. You got like the Savage Gulf area, which is on the north side of the county, stretches into, uh, or north side of Grundy County, stretches into uh, Sequatchie. And then the Fiery Gizzard Trail, which is probably our most popular area that stretches from south Grundy County into north Marion County. And then we have some property over in Franklin County as well, uh, Carter Natural Area and Sherwood Forest and Hawkins Cove State Natural Area. Yeah, very nice. And uh, if somebody wants to come out and meet the uh, Southern Pine Guide Service Employee of the Month, they could come out and meet you there? 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're we're always there. I have people. Uh, <laughs> we have. I have people like ask me all the time, like, "Do you work?" I'm like, "Of course, I, I'm working this weekend. I am always working." Even one of my coworkers yesterday, he asked me, "Do you work tomorrow?" I was like, "Dude, I'm a park ranger. It's a holiday weekend. Of course, I'm working tomorrow." Of course, and and that's one thing. I don't think that. Um We'll get into this part a little bit later, but uh, I don't think people take advantage of the state parks as much as they should. I know, I know, you probably don't want any more idiots running through your parks, but I think <laughs> that uh, I think that we need to talk about state parks here. We'll we'll talk about probably that in the second hour. But uh, I did want to read this. Uh, the TWA uh, came out and issued a press release this week. The TWA has received more calls uh, regarding black bears. Uh, this this time of year than any other time of year. The movement of black bears takes them into new and unknown territory. Human and outdoor activities such as gardening, hiking, which you have at your park, camping, again, grilling. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, check. Check. Uh, increases the potential for humans to spot a bear and for bear-human, quote-unquote, discord. Uh, they recommend the following. Never feed or approach bears intentionally. Bad idea. Bears are big. They will eat you. Uh, secure food, garbage, and recycling. Make sure that the boot bears don't get into all the nasty stuff. Remove bird feeders when active because a bear will pull that down and eat all of your bird seed out of your bird feeders. Never leave pets outdoors. Feed pets indoors when you can and never leave pet food outside because the bears like pet food. Clean and store grills after each use to make sure that all the grease, fat, and other food particles are removed because that is a dinner bell for the bear. And alert neighbors to any and all activity if you see a bear in your area. So, please follow those simple rules for dealing with bears, and we'll talk about that as soon as we get done. Hopefully talking to our caller, David the Truck Driver. How are you, sir? Good. How are you this morning, sir? Doing well, sir. Doing well. Thank you much. We we've already hit food. We already hit. What did we hit already? Uh, oh, food. Yeah, we. I know. Yeah, you, you've already hit food. Barbecue. Man, you disappointed me, really. I was. I'm sorry. Just on standby, and here it came. Yeah, we were on barbecue before uh, five fifteen. So yeah. Oh yes, yes. Hello. You're doing a good job at the helm of the ship there. Thank you, sir. Good, good. Listen, I've got to actually. Uh, not a fishing guide question. I don't want to steer off the course here. But Not at all. Go for ahead. The employee, for the employee of the month there, uh, years ago we used to go to Savage Gulf and line up down the street to get a limited amount of hunting permits. And I was wondering if any of that Cumberland area is huntable, and if so, how? None of Savage Gulf is huntable now, but we do have a couple of uh, areas in South Cumberland that you can hunt over in the Franklin County uh, side of the park. Sherwood Forest um, uh-huh. allows hunting over there, and uh, Hawkins Cove State Natural Area, which is down towards, uh, on the way to Cowan, if you're coming down from right. Swanee, that's also huntable as well. Uh, but no, okay. nothing in Savage Gulf is huntable right now, unless you have like, uh-huh. you know, one of the leases on the outside of the park. Right, right. Okay, I was wondering about that. I knew, I knew several years ago they had stopped that, but I didn't know if it was Something I just missed it returned, or yeah, the, um, but that was a pretty good area. But it was uh, fascinating to see the way people would line up on Saturday morning. I mean, we would just be lined up down the street, hundreds of people mm-hmm. for 
very limited amount of permits. It was quite interesting. Oh, I'm sure. Listen, congratulations on your all service there and the new boat. Uh, I know you're looking forward to getting that out on the water. Oh, we are. Good, good, good. Well, just keep up the good work. And again, thank you for your service. That was my honor. I'll let you guys go. I've got to get ready for an auction. All righty. Hey, where are you this morning, David? I uh, just left just left work, heading up 85 here toward Atlanta and back to Chattanooga. Call it a week. All righty. Well, you do that. Have a great weekend and be safe, sir. All right. Take care. Take care, sir. Bye. Thank you, Dave. That was David Wright, a really great guy. Um, helps out a lot with the Wounded Warrior hunts. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, he, he, he got into the Wounded Warrior hunts real big. Uh, he... Uh, Long story short, we were looking for some extra guns for the well, the very first wounded warrior hunt that we had out at uh, uh, Enterprise South, and he he was a longtime listener, and uh, basically he called Tony off the air and said, "Hey, I've got you know this this and this. Let me loan them to you." And you know we met up, and he he loaned his gun, didn't want anything in return, just said, "Hey, I want to I want to get back." Well, the next year he he became one of the guides. And the next year he was a guide. Awesome. And the next year he was guide. And uh, he he's a big deer hunter. Loves deer hunting. Great great guy. Great storyteller too. Great storyteller. And uh, it's always great to see him out there uh, helping out the wounded warriors. I've helped out with that uh, several years, and you know uh, it's always fun to see David. And uh, he's got a great rapport uh, with all the wounded warriors, and uh, just a big big deer hunter. Big deer hunter. He's taking some monster deer he sent me a picture a couple of weeks ago uh of a deer he took in i think it was missouri it was it i'm was, sure it was it was a hoss <laughs> it was a hoss being from the midwest um not not to get off topic oh not at all no we talk when, hunting fishing hiking when, uh, whatever you want to talk about when i lived, grew up in illinois you know i moved down here in 2000 so i wasn't even in high school yet um up there when somebody talked about hitting a deer with their car it was is it totaled um, you know, how bad was it? Did somebody have to go to the hospital? Right. And then we moved down here and it's like, so that's like the size of a big dog. Oh yeah. Big, well, vast Florida, differences in smaller. size. Yeah. Oh, obviously you haven't driven through Chickamauga, uh, battlefield. Um, the deer, uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't think so. The deer in Chickamauga battlefield and Taylor backed me up on this. Have you been down to Chickamauga battlefield and seen the deer down there? They're about the size. They're about a little bit smaller than Labrador. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Because there's so many of them, they become stunted, and okay. there's just thousands upon thousands of these deer, and they're they're not much bigger than a lab. I mean, they're honestly if that I, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not exaggerating this. Some I don't think get much bigger than a fawn. Seriously, like I, I mean. Yeah, I mean they get fawn size yeah. and lose their spots, and that's it. That's I about mean, it. Yeah, yep. there. Yeah, there's just a lot of those deer down there. But yeah, the Midwest deer, those you know, soybean corny. They're, they're just you know they're they, grain fed. Yeah, they basically, get they get know, all year huge. They get pretty good size. Speaking of deer, I saw four on the way in today. One, oh, yeah. One right out. Did y'all see any coming in? Tons. Yeah. Yes. It, I don't know what it was about this morning. It was when I left the house. It was seventy nine degrees. Uh, it's it's dropped obviously since since I walked out of the house. But I I checked the weather channel. It was seventy nine degrees. Uh, I saw four. De- the deer were out this morning. I have no earthly idea why, but I saw four of them. I normally were, see maybe one occasionally. There were four this morning. Yeah. How many do you think we passed in the car this morning? I'm not 
sure. The stretch of it's, it's like, less than a dozen, but definitely more than six. Yeah, <laughs> like between like when you're heading towards Foster Falls on Highway 41, um, that's going from like Grundy County down to Marion County. Right. Um, down 41 without taking the interstate. There's a is there's always a lot of them, but there was an obscene amount this morning. Like it was just I told him to help me keep an eye out and dear, dear, dear. Were you talking to him, dear? <laughs> well, we were like, it was like playing a game, like in the car, like I don't know who can spot the most deer because there's a lot of them. That there were. All right. Well, I hear the music. I hear the the best music of all. Thank you very much. I like it. <laughs> yeah, that was the uh, branch of the military I was fortunate to be a part of, the United States Navy. You're hey, listening to Tony Sanders Outdoors. We will be right back. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Are you a member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Welcome to a very special patriotic version of Tony Sanders Outdoors. A few days after our Independence Day here in America. Appreciate you joining us this morning. Looking at the outdoor calendar, coming up uh, again on July 13th, it's the Kids Outdoors Day at Sports and Warehouse from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. That's going to be an awesome event for all the kiddies. Also, coming up on the 20th of July, it's the Friends of the NRA Banquet. It's going to be at the Weston, 5 o'clock p.m. It is getting very close to being booked. If you need tickets, you need to find Tony Sanders, give him a call, and get some tickets to avoid disappointment because once the tickets are sold, that's it. That is IT it. Avoid disappointment. Then on September 5th, the Mer- Medal of Honor Heritage Center is going to be having a sporting clays event out at Benton Sporting Clays. That is going to the money for that is going to go to the Medal of Honor Heritage Center to help them with their events. And then on the 27th of September, the Quail Forever chapter here in Chattanooga is going to be having a banquet. Time and location to be announced, but mark your, go ahead and mark your calendars for the 27th of September because that is a great organization and they really want to see quail come back to our area and have our natural species here and it was uh, such a great thing to have quail in our area to hunt when people were young and a lot of people started that and it it can really help people learn about the outdoors Uh, tony's a big upland game bird guy and that's what he started with that's what he loves and it all started with local quail and there's not a lot of them left so they're trying to help out with the local populations so Mark your calendars, and if you need anything added to the calendar, you can send it to me at rob at tonysandersoutdoors.com, rob at tonysandersoutdoors.com. Send me an email, and I will get it on the air for you. So you were going to say something 
negative about the uh, United States Navy? Well, it, it wasn't really negative. I mean, you know, the it just so happens that, you know, the Marine Corps is the men's department of the Navy. <laughs> well, see, I always heard Marines was my ass rides in Navy equipment, sir. <sighs> well, we'll, we'll just keep it friendly. I'll, I'll stop there. Shots fired. Hey, well, see, I was going to be Coast Guard. That was the only thing that I actually wanted to do because, uh, well, I used to be able to hold my breath for up to four minutes. So Coast Guard was like my passion. You wanted to be a Coastie? Really? You, you, yes, you know they're, I did. They, they, they don't count anymore. Well, Oh, leave him alone. Leave him alone. Hey, hey, I'm just, I'm just saying. Hey, you know, we no, I, no I, I, I'm so look, I have a I have an uncle. He was in the Coast Guard, so I have all respect for the Coast Guard. But they are, I think they're part of Homeland Security now. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. I actually didn't know that. No, but like, yeah, they've been moved out of the DOD. Yeah. <laughs> but I do believe I think they are the oldest branch. Uh, for some reason, they, they have a really rich history. Yeah. Oh, they do. Yeah. But, and the academy, you know, it's a great. Yeah, place. that's why I played it. I was like, you know, most people leave them out, but like I, I no. always cared about the Coast Guard because that's what I wanted to do. So yeah, but I couldn't do that because I had personal issues that will not be talked about at this moment. It was a girl. It um, was not. It it was a girl. It was my heart, dude. But well, that doesn't sound much better. <laughs> no, it was I a had girl. A bad heart. <laughs> you had a bad heart because you fell in love with a girl. No, at sixteen, I had two heart attacks. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, never mind. See, I, I didn't want to say that. All right, fine. No, you know that's fine. It, hey, Rob, maybe it was because of a girl. Yeah, his heart broke twice because <laughs> of some girl. Yeah, I'm giving him a lot. He, oh, look at—he turns a pretty <laughs> red color. <laughs> look at the pretty red color he's turning. That's awesome. That's awesome. See, we're making friends and influencing people here on Tony Sanders Outdoors every Saturday morning. Stay tuned for hour two. It's sure to be a lot of fun. You're listening to Tony Sanders Outdoors. We will be right back. Don't stop that podcast now. That's only one half of the show. We'll be right back with the second half of Tony Sanders Outdoors. Good morning, and welcome to hour number two of Tony Sanders Outdoors. I'm your host, Rob Pritula. I'm the trout professor, the brim bum, the knower of most things fishing. I wouldn't say all, but most things fishing. If you want to be a part of the show, give us a call, 267-1023-267-1023. In the house right now, our guests are Jared DeWright and Jesse McNeil of Southern Pine Guide Services. And if somebody wants to get a hold of you to go out and do some fishing, how do they do so? You can reach us on social media, like on our Facebook. Um, our website also has our email, but you can also just give us a call at 931-841-5877. Give that again. Nine three one eight four one five eight seven seven. Okay, the reason you give it twice is because people hear the numbers coming up and they're looking for a pen. Exactly. And what was that number again? Nine three one eight four one five eight seven seven. There you go. I, I remembered it. This show. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to last time you were here, you were like, uh, it was a newer number then too. Out. So you look like a deer in headlights. <laughs> you really did. Uh, we uh, mentioned the uh, TWA has sent out a press release regarding bears because there's been a lot of bear sightings uh, here in the very recent uh, time period. And again, uh, to highlight the things, never feed or approach bears intentionally. Don't do selfies with bears. This will get you killed. Don't be stupid around bears. Bears are big animals with sharp claws and big teeth. Don't poke them with a stick. Don't do anything stupid because... That's how you end up a statistic. You need to secure all food, garbage, and recycling. You need to remove the bear feeders. Try that again. Bird feeders, when bears are active, 
Uh, never leave pet food outdoors because they will come right up to the back door and eat all of uh, Fluffy's little food there. Clean and store your grills, or at least make sure they're locked down so the bear can't get into it because all that grease and fat and all the food particles smell really good to a bear. And alert all neighbors to any bear activities that you see in the area. Be sure and tell your neighbors about the bears so they can also avoid conflict. Um, there's been quite a few bear sightings recently. There's been a few bear uh, out west that had to be, there was one specifically that had to be put down. A fed bear is a dead bear. Don't feed bears. Don't feed wildlife because then they become reliant on us and they lose their fear of us. Uh, I can't see. Okay, I got it. I can't see the. I don't know why, but this monitor in here has gone to heck in a handbasket again. So we're going to go on the phone and talk to Beaverman. Good morning, sir. How are you? Uh, Good morning, Professor. Good morning, sir. And uh, your, your esteemed guests. Good morning. Good morning. The, um, uh, you know, if you're really trying to provide a PSA and you're wanting to, you're, you're going to have to give a little bit more detail than just don't be dumb, you know, to the general <laughs> public. I know, I know the listeners to your show are far and away more intelligent, especially to those um, maybe that listen at this time during the weekdays. But the... Um, <laughs> <laughs> just not being stupid is that's that's not enough information to go on because for stupid people i mean that's just normal living and you know they're the ones that would go up to a bear in the smokies and go oh look it's a cute little baby bear how about a s'more would you like a s'more here mm-hmm. come on little baby bear and um then you know stuff happens oh yeah oh yeah most definitely I think I think Jesse's got a pretty good example of what not to do with a baby bear. We'll get to that here in just a second, though. But yeah, Carter, you are correct. Um, you can't fix stupid. No, this is true. Nor legislated. No, nor legislated. That's a very. That's also a very good point. Uh, the actual press release says feeding bears allows them to find anything that smells or tastes like food, and teaches the bears to approach homes and people looking for more. Bears will defend themselves if a person gets too close. So don't risk your safety and theirs. That was the press release. I'm saying don't be stupid. Don't get near bears. Don't, yeah, don't. Just, hey, everybody, leave wildlife alone. It's thank you. wild. Yes, thank you. Because it doesn't need you. As we like to say, uh, you, you can't fix stupid, but you can give it a court date. So um, <laughs> it's, it's illegal. Right. Love keep, it. Keep in mind that it is illegal to feed wildlife and stuff. So. Yeah, well, that's good. That's yeah. good. Hey, um, Mrs. Ranger lady. Yes. Um, Employee of the, the month. Um, how are y'all, what, what is your snake population there um, up there in uh, Tracy? And does the stone door also include part of your, Yes. Um, um, encompass your park? Yes. Uh, stone door is part of the Savage Savage Gulf State Natural Area, which is right. part of South Cumberland. We're a really weird park with a lot of natural areas. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's really split up in a lot of different areas, correct? Very split up. But, a lot of people I mean, don't realize a, we're all the same. It's not contiguous property. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yes. Have you all seen a lot of rattlesnakes up there? Um, I haven't personally, but uh, we, we do have a very healthy population of snakes. I don't, I, I don't yeah. know if it's just me. I tend to find more copperheads, really, but um, rattlesnakes are also commonly seen. 
Last time I saw one was out at uh, the Big Creek Golf Trail, which is out at, like, if you go down through the stone door, that's the Big Creek Golf Trail down through there. Is that down where the old stagecoach road is? McMinnville, Chattanooga Stagecoach Road, down that way? Uh, yeah, it's in that section of park. Um, but, uh-huh. you know, that Savage Gulf is kind of broken up into three different gulfs. you got Collins Gulf, uh, Savage Gulf, and Big Creek Gulf. And uh, yeah. Uh, that stagecoach road is part of that middle section, the Collins Gulf, and uh, the, right. the Big Creek Gulf. Where I saw it is the the western section of Savage Gulf, but you know they're they're all right there next. Well, to they're them. they're all over the place. My buddy mm-hmm. Chris, who's um, uh, Rob and I's mutual friend, saw the biggest rattlesnake timber rattler that he has mm-hmm. seen around here a couple of years ago up there in. Um, the, uh, near Sewanee, and mm-hmm. I mean, it's as big around as a grown man's bicep. Looked like it probably just eating a rabbit or something. That's a pretty big. Had thir- thirteen rattles and a button, and mm-hmm. was you know well over four feet long. Yeah. And so Chris picks it up and carefully puts it in a container and carries <laughs> it way off down into this gulf, so as not to be around these brain-dead malcontents that uh, we have to share this property with. <laughs> like, hey, let's see it. <laughs> they just shoot everything. They have no sense. Of, of course, yes. Hey, Carter, uh, keep an evening open, or, or uh, at least part of Sunday open. Uh, I'm going to do some fishing, and uh, I'm going to give you a call. Right on. All yeah, right. Well, today, I'm going to go and flog people, because as our motto states, the floggings will continue until morale improves. Here, 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 here. What, what better to get get work done but pay people overtime on a Saturday to do the work that should have been done by somebody else earlier in the week during normal business hours? Oh Lord, it it doesn't so, work that way. It you, you have to pay them overtime for them to work. Uh, <laughs> you're talking to a small business owner here who, who, who has a high overhead. So anyway, but anyway, Carter, hey, appreciate you calling, man. Thank you very much. Y'all uh, enjoy. And, oh, have I got 13 more seconds? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go. Uh, yeah, there's another place up there on the, um, I don't know if it's part of your park or not. It's near Tracy. And it's um, a buddy of mine used to used to hunt up there. And he was talking about he was kind of easing on down through the woods during deer season and saw something kind of funny. He looked up in this tree, and there's a half of a Corvette, like 60 feet up in a tree. I mean, that sounds, front like, half. That sounds like Grundy County. <laughs> <laughs> it must have been in Grundy hey, County. I'm we've sure. got listeners from there. Y'all be nice. I don't want to tick off everybody in that entire county, so y'all be nice. Well, I don't know. No, they, I don't, no. I don't, no, I don't no. Think, unless they're listening on the, the interwebs, you can't listen from terrestrial radio all right then the heck with them we'll, we'll, we'll badmouth them that's well, fine. it's history you can't you, you can't like erase history but no. i'm not saying it's a bad place or anything it's just they, they've got some history i love it up there dumped. though yeah right, fair enough yeah. They, they teach car chopping in middle school there though <laughs> <laughs> now i'm going to close my mouth <laughs> carter appreciate the call sir thank you so very much y'all be good we'll do thank you bud Awesome. That was Carter Parham, uh, also known as Beaverman, frequent listener, longtime caller, great, great guy, one of my fishing buddies, and uh, member of the Psycho Fishers. So he introduced me to all those great gentlemen up there, uh, which we'll talk about at another time because, I, boy, do I have stories 
on uh, hitting lots of different areas with the psycho fishers. But when we come back, we'll be talking a little bit of bear. We hopefully will be getting a call from Matt Majors from the TWRA. We'll be talking about uh, another uh, Operation Dry Water that will be held. It's a, a press release talking about Operation Dry Water, which is going on from July 5th to July 7th. So hopefully Matt will be calling in here shortly. We're going to go ahead and take a break. And uh, you're listening to Tony Sanders Outdoors. We will be right back. If you need any outdoor supplies, there's only one place to go, Sportsman's Warehouse. They have all the equipment you need, as well as a friendly, knowledgeable staff to assist you. If you want a firearm, then check out the thousands of guns they have on the shelf. If you don't see one you want, go to sportsmanswarehouse.com. Choose from over 6,700 models they have, and they will ship it directly to the store. Everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Sportsman's Warehouse, the great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Like a good neighbor is not just a saying. It exactly describes my friend, Rodney Allen. For nearly 20 years, my family has relied on Rodney for all of our insurance needs. He's been there when my kids were learning to drive, when my wife had been hit by a few deer, and when I needed life insurance to protect my family, as well as when my grandson was born. As you can see, he's not just our agent. He's part of our life. Rodney Allen, 423-847-3881. Like a good friend, Rodney will be there for your family too. 423-847-3881. Attention landscapers and lawn care specialists. Your customers want a green, healthy lawn, right? Are the products you're using getting the job done? Beatty Fertilizer in Cleveland specializes in customized fertilizer blends that will have your customers' lawns looking like a golf course fairway. The pros at Beatty Fertilizer in Cleveland are the experts in lawn care. So when you choose Beatty Fertilizer products, your customers and your competition will take notice. Guaranteed. Beatty Fertilizer, 472-5491, 472-5491, or online at BeattyFertilizer.com. Welcome back to Tony Sanders Outdoors. In the house, Jared DeWright and Jesse and I'm a Daniel, or McNeil, sorry, <laughs> D-Nee, Mc, Mc, whatever. Uh, my wife's a Mick, too, so don't worry about it. Uh, that's what I call her. She was a Mick. Jesse keeps saying she's going to change her last name to McWright. Yeah, I was trying to get us to combine our last names to the McWrights. It was a Mick bad joke. <laughs> well, that's okay. At least you don't. I mean, no offense, but DeWright's pretty easy to spell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, think about my wife. It took her, like, you know four or five years after we got married to figure out how to spell Pratula. So there you go. That was fun developing a new signature, I'm sure. Oh, gosh, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. she, yeah, anyway. Uh, so you've got a bear story for us. Or an idiot outdoors. Is it an idiot outdoors story with yes. bears? It was, it was something that we saw on Facebook. Um, a local in our area had posted pictures of him sneaking up on a bear cub and then touching the bear cub and then the next picture is the bear him cub on, his, on top of him yeah the, him on his Wrestling back with it. yeah him on his back and he's got the bear cub in the air and i'm just oh no <laughs> and because he was dumb enough to put it on facebook yeah. y- y'all can charge him with animal harassment probably <laughs> because I, yeah. he's done all the legwork for you pretty much i can't because uh, i mean that's not necessarily my jurisdiction but tw certainly can is it still there I, I went to look for it. I couldn't find it anymore. I think yeah. that they, he did take it down. A lot of people were commenting saying, that that's not smart. That's not good. 
good. It's one of those things, though. You know the difference between, like, with Hank Patterson. I don't know if anybody watches his videos on YouTube. But the oh, difference yeah. between, you know, a bear cub, you know, right up next to it or in your car, there, there's no difference. Just, yeah. just leave this stuff alone. Leave it alone. Mm -hmm. yeah. It's that simple. The big part with bears is a lot of people don't understand how fast bears can actually be, especially fully grown mm -hmm. bears. Like, yeah. You're not going to outrun a bear, period. Don't even try. Like, they say run downhill, but that... That bear will still get downhill sooner or later. I promise you it will. Mm -hmm. And when I, I went up to Yellowstone just recently, and there's big be bear aware signs all over the place. But, like, people die in Yellowstone all the time from mm -hmm. just, oh, it's a bear, and they're walking 10 feet away from it and trying to take a picture of it. Like, yeah. We, no, we have stories every year. Now, my Yellowstone story, my favorite one, I don't know if you've heard this one. There was a um, a, couple, a German couple who was there the week before we were in in. Uh, Going into Yellowstone National Park, we were on the Wyoming side, and, and we were fishing the uh, Shoshone River, but we were coming into Yellowstone. i got a buddy that guides out there. Oh, sweet. So uh, a German couple uh, didn't understand the concept of bear repellent. They thought it was like bear off. Oh, no. Like, oh, so no. you apply it to yourself. So the husband hoses down his wife in the parking <laughs> lot with bear spray, thinking it's a repellent. She ends up in the hospital with, like, chemical burns and stuff like that. And, you know, the, the ranger was telling us, do you know how to use your bear spray? I'm like, yeah, don't, don't, don't spray my wife. Spray something brown that's running at me. I got it. I got it. Remember that, Jesse. That's, that's you, you don't like need natural, to spray me with it. That's like natural selection right there. <laughs> well, they were German. They didn't understand. I mean, that's, you know. That's true. I need to go easy on them. But. Yeah, I mean, but, you know. The only problem I have is that the wife now has a get-out-of-jail-free card forever because all she has oh, to yeah. do is say bear spray in yeah. German, and, you know, the argument's over. So mm -hmm. uh, joining us right now, we've got Matt Majors from the TWRA. Matt, how are you this morning, sir? Hey, good morning, sir. I'm great. How about yourself? Oh, doing real good, doing real good. Uh, appreciate you calling in. We've got something big going on right now from the 5th to the 7th. Can you tell me a little bit about it? Absolutely. You know, our wildlife officers statewide are participating in a national campaign to remove impaired boaters throughout the state. And whether that's alcohol or drugs, uh, our officers are on the lookout for that. And it's all in the with the idea of keeping our waterways safe. Uh, you know, we do it all year long, but uh, we really bring more awareness to it this weekend. Uh, just we want the public to know not only we're doing it all the time, but you know, all of the dangers to it. Many of our boating accidents are a result of poor choices on the water, and some of those are drugs and alcohol consumption. So we just want to bring awareness to it. Uh, you told me a very interesting statistic. I had a, a brief conversation with you yesterday. You told me a very interesting statistic about 30% of the population. Yes. Uh, you know, looking at our boating accidents at the end of the year, um, i not a statistical guy, but in looking at those statistics, about 30%, uh, give or take a little bit each year, uh, of the people who are involved in fatal boat accidents are uh, either consuming alcohol or drugs. And, and the drug part being either uh, illegal drugs or even prescribed medication. So those are all contributing factors, and that's one of our highest statistics. So it's something we do have to look at, and we do have to use not only education efforts to reduce it, but also enforcement efforts. So let me get this straight. If you're out under the sun and you're on the waves um, 
and you, let's say, I don't know, like our current uh, person in the studio had a very bad kidney stone and you got a prescription for yes. oxycodone, the wind and the waves could have an intensifying effect on both the drugs and alcohol? Absolutely. You know, and we have people say that over and over. It's a unique characteristic of being on the boat. And anybody who's been on the boat all day long will understand when they get off, they feel like they're still on the boat. Uh, because their equilibrium's off, there are many things that uh, are affected by the wind, the waves, the noise, the vibration. And, and I've had people say to me that I was doing field sobriety tests on is, man, I, I, you know, this has really affected me. I didn't really realize I was that impaired. Uh, but that whatever they're taking, whatever, uh, whatever it may be, affects them more on the water, and that's a unique characteristic of our boaters that they don't realize and it can it can be challenging to overcome and then the part we don't like rob is it it may lead to uh, bad results such as uh, crashes or people falling overboard injuries uh, deaths and those are the things we want to prevent so what's a super easy way to prevent all this uh bring your common sense with you and uh have a, a sober boat operator uh, we're seeing that more and more. I think we're making a little bit of uh, strides in certain places because we are encountering boats with uh, with designated drivers. And through the years, that's something we didn't see because the place, the lake was a place to go uh, to recreate, to have fun. So there's no speed limits or stop signs. People don't treat it as the roadway. And I've had them tell us that, hey, no, I would never drink and drive on the road, but we're on the lake. It's it's okay, isn't it? And no, it's not okay. And our officers will uh, take actions to remove you off that uh, off that boat if you choose to consume alcohol or drugs. Now, I don't want to give away all your tips, per se, but uh, just let me say that I'm pretty sure you all have some undercover people out there that look like, uh, oh, just somebody having fun, but they're actually looking out for people who may be impaired. Is that a fair statement? Yes, that's fair. And, you know, we utilize uh, many different methods. We want the public to see our marked patrol officers out there, and they will, uh, especially this weekend. We'll have every officer we have available out on the waters. Uh, but we're also utilizing uh, undercover officers. Uh, I get to do that occasionally. got to do it yesterday, and it proved very valuable because, as you know, people may act a little different when they see a marked patrol vessel around versus when they just see uh, a guy floating around on a jet ski nearby or another couple of folks in a flat-bottom boat, but actually they may be officers. And all we're trying to do is identify the people who may be a danger to the rest of the boating public. And that's the key right there. And uh, I would sit here and encourage, and I'm sure you would echo this, please wear your life vests and uh Children especially, children have to have a life vest on. If you are not anchored and drifting counts, the kids have to have a life vest on. And make it secured. Don't just throw it on them. Make sure it's on them to save them. That, that also goes for houseboats too, doesn't it? Yes. Would you yeah, not echo? Absolutely. One of our biggest, uh, uh, biggest challenges too is making sure that the people are wearing life jackets. And I hear it over and over again at drowning scenes. Well, they, they were very good swimmers. I don't understand it. Mm -hmm. 
you know, Rob, I'm a good swimmer, but I don't get on the boat now without a life jacket. I know they may not be cool. They may not be that comfortable, but they're great at saving lives. So we'd encourage everyone to wear it. But, but like you said, mandatorily, uh, children 12 and under, anytime they're on the open deck of that boat, uh, they've got to have that life jacket on. Uh, any other quick tips you got for anybody going out in the water this weekend? No. Uh, you know, the last thing I'll say is if you see our officers, you know, they're stretched thin. We only have two or three wildlife officers per county all throughout the state. So if you see one, uh, it's almost like you've seen a unicorn. They're, they're everywhere <laughs> trying to check as many people as they can. Uh, give them a high five. Give them a handshake. Tell them they're doing a good job because they're usually uh, throughout the summer – they spend a lot of time on the water away from their family, and they do it because they truly care about boating safety. They do. And I appreciate you you, you being out there, and I really appreciate you uh, taking my call for information yesterday, Matt. I really appreciate you taking my call on your on your drive time. So thank you very much, sir. All right. Take care, sir. Thank Th- you. Thank you. Have a great day. That was Matt Majors with the Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency, Director of Boating, and uh, – some really good information. So here, what we got, wear your life act, wear your life jackets, don't boat under the influence, be it alcohol or drugs, and don't be stupid. Have fun, but don't have too much fun. If you want an adult beverage, and I said an, not the adult beverages, because if there's a cooler, don't drink the beer. Drink a beer, not the beer. Don't be stupid on the water, because a BWI will affect your driver's license as well, so just be aware of that. So be safe out there on the water, especially this uh, Independence Day weekend. A lot of people have it off, and uh, just be aware of that. So we're going to go ahead and take a break, and when we come back, we will continue our discussion. If you want to be a part of the show, give us a call, 267-1023-267-1023. If you're looking to target your product or service to the outdoor community, Tony Sanders Outdoors can help. Nearly one-third of the radios are tuned to Tony Sanders Outdoors on Saturday mornings from 5 to 7 a.m. Whether it's a recorded commercial, live reads, remote broadcast, or product endorsements, Tony and Rob can help. Give us a call at 423-280-3677 to discuss your advertising needs. Tony Sanders Outdoors, your outdoor advertising solution. 423-280-3677. Sportsman's Warehouse is a perfect place to shop for all your outdoor equipment. No matter the season, Sportsman's Warehouse friendly staff and knowledgeable experts can assist you in finding what you need for your adventure. If you're a hunter, angler, boater, hiker, camper, or need clothing or shoes, Sportsman's Warehouse has just what you need. If you're looking for a firearm, Sportsman's Warehouse has over a thousand guns in the store. Now, if you don't see one you want, you can go to sportsmanswarehouse.com and select from over 6,700 guns offered online. Then you can have it shipped directly to the store, everyday low prices, no shipping charges, and no processing fees. Don't forget to sign up and register for the Sportsman's Warehouse loyalty card. This will give you points towards gift cards and special promotions, as well as keeping you informed of upcoming events. Be sure to like them on Facebook for prizes, promotions, as well as things happening at the store. The place to shop for all your outdoor needs. Sportsman's Warehouse. The great indoors for those who love the great outdoors. Highway 153 and Lee Highway. Welcome back to Tony Sanders Outdoors. Having a great, great morning this uh, weekend of Independence Day. Hope everybody had a great, great 4th of July. 
Hopefully you got to participate in some cookouts and other stuff. Enjoy time with the family. Uh, in the house, Jared DeWright and Jesse McNeil. Um, your Jesse, I'm going to talk to you a little bit. Your time at the state parks, I'm sure you've seen quite a bit. I'm sure you've seen uh, a lot of people, you know, uh, we just got off the phone with Mad Majors, wear your life jackets. I'm sure you've seen a lot of people out there that uh, decide to start hiking a trail at, uh, oh, 4 o'clock in the afternoon with no water, uh, no phone, no flashlight, no nothing, and then, you know, you get a call at 10 o'clock, hey, we've got lost hikers, y'all got to come find them, stuff like that. Oh, yes, absolutely. Uh, Certain times of the year, it's pretty much every weekend. Uh, a couple weekends ago, we had two back-to-back uh, rescues, like one Friday night, one Saturday night, and those weren't necessarily – one was an injury, and then the other one okay. was we'll give them somebody that. not navigating the trail correctly. Okay. They had a map, but they still went the wrong way. So, so the A, that person needs to learn to read a map and use a compass and learn basic navigation skills. But what would be the thing that you see the most on your rescues? What what is it? Not preparedness. Is it is it people being unprepared for where they are? Uh, lack of navigation skills. Is it? Um, wh- what do you see? It's it's pretty much all of that. All of the above. Um, it's not prepared. Um, they're not necessarily super experienced in the outdoors, and they don't go out with a plan either. A lot of people bypass our, I mean, granted, our visitor center is in a separate location than our um, than our trailheads, but there's still information, there's still signs and whatnot at our kiosks that are placed at every trailhead, but nobody really stops to read the, you know, nobody really stops to read uh, the maps or anything, and we have trail distances on the maps. But a lot of people, it's just exactly what you said. Um, they'll start a hike way too late in the day. Um, they don't take a map. They don't really pay attention to what they're doing. Yesterday, we had somebody come by the house because he uh, accidentally through hiked the fiery gizzard, which is 13 miles from end to end. How, so, do, how do you accidentally do that? Yeah, I had, was about to ask that same I mean, question. And he had no plan on how to get back to his car, so he wanted me to take him back. And unless it's an emergency, you know, we're not supposed to have people in our vehicles. Uh, but there's a there's a nice lady in Tracy City who does offer a shuttle service, and uh, I told him he can call her. She charges twenty dollars, uh, but <laughs> I was like, you can call. You know, well, it wasn't s- a life or death situation. Kind of serves him right. I mean, no offense, but you know. Yeah, how, I mean, I don't I don't know about you, but I don't accidentally hike thirteen miles. That's a long way, um, especially through that pretty rugged terrain on the Cumberland Plateau. You know, I'm. It's it's pretty rough, but a couple. It was last summer, I believe. I had an uncle with his niece and nephew took his took his uh, he took his niece and nephew, like I just said, on a he was intending just to hike the climbers loop down at Foster Falls, and they're from Texas, and uh, he he lives in Nashville, and he's like, well, you know, this was only two miles. Uh, it's a shame for them to see such a small part of Tennessee. So then they just decided he decided to just take them a little bit further, and then before he before he knew it, he was a uh, calling 911 out at Ravens Point, which is over, like, I think it's about eight miles, maybe, yeah, from the from the uh, Foster Falls trailhead. And he calls 911, and then he does, like, the worst thing. He keeps moving, 
once you call for help, <laughs> stop, stop moving, because uh, that makes it harder for us to find you. Because uh, rangers, we don't start at the trailhead. We have access roads throughout our trails so that we don't have to start at you know point A. So I can drive right up to Ravens Point, but he went down into the fiery gizzard after he called for help, and then kept going down the Boulder Field, and I was. Uh, at this point, I'm like, I'm just going to let you walk for a little bit more because <laughs> my next access is down here. It was still light outside, so I, was, I told him keep hiking. His niece and nephew are probably never going hiking with him again. See, I don't accidentally go outside when I've had a long day. <laughs> How do you accidentally walk three, four extra miles? Because I've been hiking, and I love to hike. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy task, even if you are an experienced hiker, to mm-hmm. go multiple multiple miles so i just don't understand how someone can accidentally travel so far well what i don't understand is how these people go i'm right here now hit a moving target hit a moving target it, it you doesn't can't make catch sense. me i mean stay put i mean it, it's the most frustrating thing uh, I, I could not be a park ranger because after mean, being in the marine corps there's no way i could be a park ranger. he tells me what i should no. have done all the time and i'm like <laughs> that's not my job yeah <laughs> Yeah, you, no, no, it's not I nice. I have to things. go get them. You basically tell her what she already thought, like yeah, 15, 20 minutes ago. I have yeah, to I'm voice like, it, you know, justify it for her. So. Hey, I appreciate everybody uh, commenting on Facebook. Um, appreciate uh, Tony Pardue, uh, GT Montgomery, my friend from Ohio. Appreciate uh, uh, Peyton Holcomb up in um, Cleveland area and uh, member of Trident Limited. So I appreciate everybody saying hello. And. Uh, Says here, I've got just got this update. Good morning, overlooking the beautiful sunrise on the emerald green waters of the Gulf. Lucky guy. From the namesake of this show, Mr. Tony Sanders. So, everybody, good morning, Tony Sanders. I hope you are enjoying the sunrise on the emerald green waters of the Gulf. So jealous. Yeah, he's getting to eat seafood like three meals a day, and we're back on food again. Just not fair. <laughs> I mean, I when I go down to the Gulf, whenever I go down to the Gulf or go back to Texas, I eat, I eat you know like seafood omelet, mm-hmm. uh, po' boy for lunch, and then just this huge whatever I can find seafood dinner at some local joint stuff, you know wherever I can find it. So uh, you know I I'm a big seafood fan, and I I know Tony is as well. So I'm sure he's been taking. He he did send me this picture the other night. Get this. Just the picture shows up and says, very good. It is a redfish filet stuffed with crab meat. Oh, my goodness. It looked so good. I was so jealous. I will admit, I was so jealous. It looked so good. It looked really, really good. So, um, Also in the house today, just letting you know, we've got Brian Johnson. He is uh, shadowing our producer. Hello. How are you, sir? I'm good. And you're from you are a student who is from Tennessee Tech. You were in here about uh, four weeks ago. Yes. And you recently got back from a fishing trip as well. Uh, well, first we went to uh, California, but then we went to New Jersey. And yes, I went to a. All right, all right. First we went to California, which is over here. Yeah. And then we went to New Jersey, which mm-hmm. is other side over of the here. Yes. Okay, just checking. Now, where did you fish? New Jersey. All right. And you caught some fluke up there, correct? Yes, I did. Did you have fun catching them? I did, yes. It was quite fun. But you're not really a fisherman per se, but you did have fun fishing. Yeah, my uncle took us out, and I don't usually fish, so it was cool. You usually yeah. watch people produce is 
what'd you do? Yeah. He, he hasn't caught the bug yet. Yeah, he w- no, he caught a fluke, not a bug. Yeah, but yeah. So how big were the fluke? I saw the photos. Honestly, how big were the flukes? I, I Pound? Maybe a little more, but I don't I don't know myself. So. Did he speak? There, yeah, we can't see that on the radio when you say <laughs> I know. this big. I know. That doesn't this is theater of the mind. When you say they were this big, most people out there listening are now spitting out their coffee through their nose because they don't understand this Rob, big. Rob, you're yeah, confusing him. He's big. <laughs> I'm confusing if he wants to be a producer, he has to be on top of his game this early in the morning. I'm just still laughing at the part that he said we were first in California, California and then we went to New, New Jersey. Jersey. I'm like, well, did you drive? Really far apart. Did you? Yeah. All right. Put the mic back on him. Did Did you drive or what? Uh, we flew. Thank God. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> so you flew to California. Yes. Okay, and you had fun in California. Yes. California girls. Uh, yeah. Start the song. Come on. <laughs> All right, and then you went to New Jersey. Mm-hmm. All right, do you have family in New Jersey? Obviously, you got yes, an uncle. My uh, grandmother is up there. All right, for the I, summer. So uh, for the summer, or does she live up there? Uh, she has a beach house up there. Oh, she, where she? Where does she normally live? Uh, Houston. There again, we're back to. We're back Texas. to. We yeah, got Texas. Yeah. All right, we, we got, got Texans everywhere. All right. We are geographically illiterate this morning <laughs> when it comes to Sony Center's outdoor. Tell you what. Uh, let's go ahead and take our break. Uh, Brian, really great having you come in this morning. I uh, hope you learned something from Taylor uh, sitting back there, and I hope you uh, have a great, great experience at uh, Tennessee Tech. And you're a communications major, yes. Major. Well, best of luck to you this fall, and good luck on your studies, and hopefully this little uh, genre into the radio industry will provide education for you. You're listening to Thank Tony you. Sanders Outdoors. We will be right back attention landscapers and lawn care specialists your customers want a green healthy lawn right are the products you're using getting the job done Beatty fertilizer in cleveland specializes in customized fertilizer blends that will have your customers lawns looking like a golf course fairway the pros at Beatty fertilizer in cleveland are the experts in lawn care so when you choose Beatty fertilizer products your customers and your competition will take notice guaranteed Beatty fertilizer 472-5491 472-5491 or online at BeattyFertilizer.com. You're member of the National Rifle Association? If not, why? No other organization in this country fights for your rights like the NRA. In the current environment, our rights under the Second Amendment are being attacked every day. While we in the South may feel comfortable, that is not the case all across America. The NRA is taking up the fight for you, and you need to be a part. Join the over 5 million men, women, and children who are members of the NRA. Go to TonySandersOutdoors.com and click on the Join NRA link. Don't wait too late. Welcome back to Tony Sanders Outdoors. Wrapping it up on this Independence Day weekend. Hope everybody had a great 4th of July. Hopefully you got to eat a lot of grilled meat, be it hot dog, hamburger, or otherwise. Going to run through the outdoor calendar again coming up on July 13th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. It's Kids Day out at Sportsman's Warehouse, so you need to bring your kiddies out there. Free hot dogs and free drinks. Kids will love it. Also, on the 20th of July, the Friends of the NRA is going to be holding their banquet out at the Weston Hotel in downtown Chattanooga. Doors open at 5 p.m. Tickets are going quickly, so if you have not gotten your ticket 
you need to get it as soon as possible because otherwise you will be very disappointed because they will shut the doors. Once the tickets are sold, that's it, and you don't get in. So you can come party with all the friends of the NRA down at the Westin. Then on September 5th, the Medal of Honor Heritage Center is going to be hosting a Sporting Clays event out at Benin Sporting Clays. This is going to benefit the Medal of Honor Heritage Center, and if you want to put a team together, put a team together, and all the money helps out again. The Medal of Honor Heritage Center, and that's a great, great thing. Then on September 27th, mark your calendars for this one. We don't have a date or location yet, but Quail Forever is going to be having a banquet. Uh, Their main focus is to reintroduce and uh, make sure that quail don't disappear from the south, which is a tradition here. Quail hunting has always been a tradition here in the south. Be sure to attend their banquet on the 27th. More details and information coming up. So, Jared, how can somebody get a hold of you if they want to go fishing, and can you tell me what rivers you cover and all the other stuff like that? So just give me a breakdown. Give me a quick who, what, where, when, how, why. Okay. So the main river that we're on is the Elk River. Um, we like to float from Tim, Tim's Ford Dam to Ferris Creek Bridge. It's a nine-mile float. Um, we can make that as short as eight hours, and we can take a lot longer if we're really on fish. And, you know, the anglers really want to stay out there. Um, Mainly on that river, we're going for trout. Um, last weekend, we had a guy that went fishing with us for the his fir- fishing with us for the first time, and his first time fly fishing, and he got a grand slam as well as a really nice, uh, really healthy, fourteen inch rainbow. Um, a grand slam is also a brook, a brown, and a rainbow in the same day. Um, so with that, he's eligible to contact the IGFA, turn in some paperwork, and it'll go into the record books. Um, but to get a hold of us, you can call us at. 931-841-5877. And again, 931-841-5877. Or you can find us on Facebook or uh, our website. And with either one of those, you can just search us on Google at Southern Pines Guide Service. Awesome. So he got the Grand Slam. He did. He did. He's probably, uh, I think we've had three or four of them so far this year. Nice. So is it the we, we always get... Uh, Rainbows and Browns, it's that brook. They don't stock as many brooks. Right. So, so it is, it's hard to get a Grand Slam. It is. It is. Now, I've gotten the Grand Slam several times, and I've gotten the what we call the Quadrifecta. Yeah. Which is where you get a, a rainbow, brook, a brown, and a cutthroat, but that was in another state. So. Yeah. We, we need to stock some cutthroat here. That way we can do it. They did in 1969, and they did not take well. They didn't. No. no. And the state record for uh, cutthroat is six ounces here in the state of Tennessee. And it See, has they stood, did not do well. <laughs> yeah, it has stood since 1969 because they quit after that. So that record's going to stand for a long, long time. All right, as far as people getting out about and enjoying our state parks, we need to encourage people to get out and enjoy our state parks. But we also need to encourage people to be safe. Yes, absolutely. Um, they can find out everything they need. Uh, before they even come to the park by either going on our website or give us a call. We'll be more than happy to give you some recommendations um, for what you need to bring, what trails you need to take, or where you need to camp based off of your experience or what you feel comfortable doing. Um, So give us a call at South Cumberland State Park, 931-924-2980. All of our rangers know the trails pretty well, so give us a call, and we'd love to help you stay safe and enjoy our good nature. And... uh I encourage people to get out and use our Tennessee State Parks. I mean, you know, it, it's I, I consider it to be a underused resource. Would would you agree with that? Absolutely, yes. 
and so we're free to we're free to the public to come and use like day use. Not every state can say that. Tennessee state parks are free to visit. Um, you have to pay to camp, you know, and other uh, facilities, but we're free to just come hike. So get out and come take advantage of it. Or at least watch some wildlife or do something because, again, it was free. Yes, free. It free. is free. Mm-hmm. Key word there, free. Free is good. Free is good, absolutely. <laughs> I like free stuff. Oh, everybody does. Everybody loves free stuff. Um if you're heading out boating this weekend, be sure uh, the Operation Dry Water, again, is going on. Don't be stupid out on the water. Um, if you want to have an adult beverage, great. Have an singular, ah, adult beverage. But uh, if you want to have more than one, pick a designated driver, please. The uh, TWA is going to be out looking for this this weekend in their Operation Dry Water. Please be sure and wear your life vest. Uh, a lot of people, you know, they anchor up and say, oh, I'm going to jump in and go swimming. Uh, still, bring your life vest because a lot of people jump in the water and go swimming and they never pop back up. Why? They're not wearing a life vest. So be smart. Boat smart this weekend. That I'm going to try and coin that phrase, boat smart, uh, which includes don't be stupid. Don't, 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 get, don't get sloppy drunk and think, oh, well, you know, I'm fine. No. Get a designated driver because it's not only you out there, it's a whole bunch of other people. The other thing I want to talk about is um, Tony is down in Florida right now uh, with his lovely wife, Kina. Uh, and five years ago, Kina got a kidney, uh, and they're celebrating that down in Florida. She was a kidney recipient. Um, think about becoming an organ donor. Um, my personal opinion, this is me. You're not going to need it when you're dead, and if my life is going to give somebody else life, I have no problem with that, and it's a great legacy. Uh, easy way to do it is uh, just sign the back of your uh, or check the box on your driver's license and be sure and mark that you're an organ donor. You know, I, I always have, I always will, and, you know, some people say, well, you know, whatever. Hey, I've, I've talked to my wife. I've told her, talk to your family. I've told her my wishes. If, if somebody needs a kidney and I'm dead, I don't need it. If somebody needs corneas, hey, I, you know, if they can see through these blurry eyes, more power to them. I don't need it. Not where I'm going. So think about becoming an organ donor. And the reason Tony is down there, again, is because Kana is celebrating her fifth year of receiving an organ. So please consider being an organ donor and uh, giving back, especially in this lifetime, uh, you know, to somebody who may need it. Um, you know, it's a kind of a touchy subject. Talk to your family. Talk, you know, talk about it. And, you know, if, if you want to do it, great. If you don't want to do it, fine, so be it. But I'm one of these people I want to give life on after I pass on. So hopefully that will be a good thing. Y'all got anything else? Yeah, I think we're good. Okay. Going to go do some fishing hopefully this weekend? Not not this weekend. So probably we'll, we'll, we'll wait till next week, and I'm going to give it a little bit to those kidney stones and all that fun stuff well, to pass. To okay, fair enough. I can understand that. And are you going to work? Yeah, I got to go walk around the woods and tell people not to do something. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't touch that. It's Don't a bear. Stay or, away. Yeah. Or tell them to put their dog on a leash. <laughs> oh, yeah, that too. Put your dogs on leashes and clean up their poo, please. <laughs> Again, we're back to common sense here on Tony Sanders Outdoors. That's all it takes, just common sense. I appreciate you listening to us here on Tony Sanders Outdoors. Be sure and stay tuned for Outside with Cindy. I can see she's got a lot of great guests lined up. So she's coming up next here on Talk Radio 102.3 FM. 
You've been listening to Tony Sanders Outdoors. Appreciate you listening. Hope you had a great Independence Day, and Tony will be back in the host saddle next weekend. So we will see you on the radio next Saturday. You have been listening to a podcast of the award-winning Tony Sanders Outdoor Show. Please subscribe to our service to get updated shows weekly throughout the year. Like us on all the social medias to keep up with what's going on on Tony Sanders Outdoors.